Welcome cool. to the Birds and Bees podcast. Yay! Yay! I am <laughs> your host, Sue Johnson. I am white. I am able-bodied. I'm cisgendered. Uh, I am also neurotypical. <laughs> for that reason, <laughs> I created a forum for people who are not part of the bullshit heteronormative binary to come and speak about kinds of things lately. Um, and today, my guest is Rory Alexa. They are an artist. They are a cat lover. (laughs) (laughs) They they have an appreciation and a love of fine literature and restoring it to its lovely beauty. Welcome so much, Rory. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I just just love that you're um, a book lover. (laughs) <laughs> that just makes my heart sing no <laughs> yeah it's, I mean it's been it's like I said it's been since I was a a wee a wee bab it's uh <laughs> I I have most of the books that I had in my in my parents house here in my apartment so they're just everywhere on different shelves in my apartment <laughs> I remember as a kid I used to uh rearrange my bookshelf Mm-hmm. like every every year or so so it was like yep. first it was colors and mm-hmm. then it was alphabetized yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> I tried to do it by subject at one point and then, then I was just then I moved out on my own so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right right now I I right now I think I have things sorted by series or trilogy mm-hmm. at the moment that's that's about it the most because most of my books are the color black so nice. it's kind of you can't to... really range in my color not really <laughs> not i really. i love i'm sure you've seen the quote um by john waters about if you meet someone and you go back to their place and they don't have any books don't fuck them mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Oh, it's like yeah. there goes half my there goes half my conversation. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, I, I prepared I prepared nothing else <laughs> except talking about books. <laughs> um, and and being a, a professional graphic designer was that when you were in art school? Did you go to art school? Not everybody goes to art school. That's an artist. I should have backed that up. Did you go to art school? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I went, my undergrad, I went to SUNY New Paltz and I did go for graphic design. Um, yeah, yeah. And currently I'm, I'm uh, in grad school taking online courses through Academy of Art University uh, in visual development. Wow. Which, yeah, which is not, it's not really graphic design. It could I guess graphic design could be under the umbrella of visual development, but the direction I'm going more for is concept art for like movies, video games, stuff like that, like creating characters, scenery, props and stuff, like basically drawing the out background. the world. Yeah. Yeah. The world, world building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I, <Thank> I, <laughs> I'm a word person. I have trouble mm-hmm. with visuals. Mm. And, mm. you know, sometimes on Reddit, I like pop into an app and <laughs> I have issues with Reddit, but mostly <laughs> about, mostly about uh, clicking on a picture. And then all of a sudden is you see a big dick. Yes. Well, like no warning. 
<laughs> no, absolutely no warning. <laughs> um, but but there are actually some good conversations people have about literature and art. Mm-hmm. And it always blows my mind when I see someone has created, um, for example, uh, A Wrinkle in Time. So someone right. made one of the planets, Camazots, and they, it was a cross wow. section. And I'm just like, this is masterful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> well like on top of that I'm also currently I've been developing for like the past four years a trilogy like a fantasy trilogy for the past like four years so I'm writing as well <laughs> but, wow but I, I haven't written like I've written like a few test chapters just to kind of hmm. see like the flow of my words because I haven't written anything like story-wise like concretely for a while so I'm kind of trying to get back into it but I've literally been building the world for the past like four years and also on top of that trying to come up with the story I'm starting at the end mm-hmm. like I have my ending already I know how I mm-hmm. want to end so now I'm backtracking I'm like how am I supposed to get there from the beginning like how do I bring all of my protagonists mm-hmm. to this ending <laughs> where I have what where I have like I have five main protagonists and mm-hmm. one of them, I just recently decided one of them goes from uh, hero to villain throughout the whole thing. Oh. So oh, wow. he ends up, yeah, he ends up becoming a villain. So I have to now, I love the idea so much. I'm like, crap, I have to go all the way back now and change so <laughs> much for this to be possible. But I need it. <laughs> I need it so bad because I love putting my characters through hell. <laughs> it makes them stronger. <laughs> Actually, um, actually know a few professional writers who start at the end. So that's, that's, you know, if if that's your process and your flow, um, I I am curious though, do Hmm. you write in a notebook or is everything on a document? Many. Uh, I write, I write in many a notebook. I love, I personally will never we'll never get over the feeling of pen or pencil on paper ever. Mm -hmm. So I have, I actually just, I actually just designated one of my notebooks to world building of my story. So I even labeled it like book one world building. Here it is. Wow. So I'm starting, I'm going to start like buying small journals like that and just compiling all of them. I do have a master Google doc where Hmm. I have several documents on like character descriptions the names of the towns, cities, villages, whatever, landmarks. Uh, I have like small scenes that I brain typed out, like that just popped into my head and I'm like, oh, I have to write this down now. And I wow. just type it out. Yeah, there's several scenes that I did that with. Um, but yeah, really right now, it's just mainly trying to get a concrete story and have as, have as, have like as t- a tiny amount of plot holes as possible. So like, mm-hmm. as I'm writing it, I don't, I don't end up like running into like a roadblock being like, well, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying not to do that to myself, but I mean, I, I have a feeling I'm not going to be actually writing any like content of it for like mm. another few, another few years. Cause I mean, on top of the story constantly developing my the faces for my characters are constantly changing as well. So <laughs> So uh, me being me, uh, when I first started this, uh, they were all white. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. They were all white for a few, like four or five years ago. 
And today I'm like, absolutely not. You can't do that. <laughs> that's, yeah. not, that's not cool. So for the past like two years, I've been shifting a few of the protagonists in a different direction. Now yeah. I think only two out of the five are white. That's awesome. And the other, one, yeah, the other ones are like persons of color or like indigenous, like have indigenous roots, yeah. I guess. And obviously like on my part, that takes a lot more research because of course I want to mm. do them justice. Sure. I want to do it the right way. <laughs> Right. And not it's just a, and not just like willy nilly write these characters without giving them like cultural background, but accurate cultural background. So, you know, that's also a huge thing that I'm also doing now, which is going to take a while as well. But it'll yeah, be it's, it. this is a project. Oh, yeah. But a, a, a project of love. Mm-hmm. I won't say labor of love because it's not laborious to you because it kind no, of feels like, it, you know what, your ideas kind of feel this. I, have this, I went to. um Brad, what am I saying? I got my associates from uh, Hudson Valley and we uh-huh. had, I had a writing teacher because I wanted to be an author, but that's a whole, that's, this is not my story, but <laughs> we're just to fill in <laughs> for okay. context. That's okay. I want to know. Uh, the writing teacher for, as a freshman was you, there's two types of people when you approach a story, there's folks who sit and think, so they're more like the auger method. They're going to meander a little bit before they get an idea. And then yep. there's the other folks who are more like geyser, like, I can't stop this Russia. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I appreciate that because you've been very thoughtful in your character um, transformations. You're not just like, I'm going to make this person American Indian just because, you know. Yeah, you no. have a purpose. Can't, can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> can't do yeah, that. I mean- like if, if you're <laughs> if you're a white if you're a white person, you can't just be like, I'm gonna make this person a black person of color. Why? Because, because. no, mm-hmm. no, you can't you can't just do that just sim- just simply for representation, which is good, right. but you gotta go deeper than that. It can't just be it can't just be like face value. You gotta go yeah. in, you gotta research stuff. Now, obviously this this world of mine does not take place in this time period this universe Mm. nothing so like I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate their culture as it would be in this world kind of make it like add my twist to it fantasy wise Mm -hmm. but also do it well enough so it would translate and be like yeah you know what if these people actually existed I could see that because they have ties to what is happening here and people will be able to relate to it in some way yeah so, and I think yeah. that call, calls back to um Game of Thrones I think that's why people yeah. latched on to it like yeah this doesn't mm-hmm. take place in any of our time or galaxy mm-hmm. but you have that core as it's to just draw somebody in with an incredible story yeah um, although I will yeah. say the Game of Thrones is hit or miss for me for a lot of reasons. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, let me tell you, the last season definitely missed me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it missed real yeah. hard. Nobody was happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I I told myself, I'm like, I can't even, I can't even rewatch this show because I know how it ends. I can't, I can't do that to myself. <laughs> just yeah. 10 years of our lives just... <laughs> just thrown out the window in a six episode season where we were like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah it was awful poorly poorly handled 
just character, de- <laughs> just massive character development just got flushed down the toilet. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it was, that was one of the things that I was majorly pissed about, but <laughs> you know, can't change it now. Never going to watch, That's never right. going to watch it again. That's right. So, I mean, we, ha- we have the power in that you don't have to give money to HBO or to George R. R. Martin, thankfully. Exactly. <laughs> now, of or or J.K. Are... Rowling, for that matter. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nasty turf. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who we're talking about. I, I don't think she exists <laughs> to me anymore. That's okay. Just, just in case, if there's anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, trans, exclusionary, radical, feminist. Yeah. She hardcore. She hardcore does not believe that transgender people are who they say they are. So, <laughs> yeah, and then double downed on it. Just, yeah, that's completely. Part. Yeah, completely dug her dug her heels in the concrete and said, "I am staying right here." Yeah. <laughs> so that <laughs> I, I think that. <laughs> so if you don't want to give her, because the series itself, Harry Potter series, is very good. I won't slide her that way. Yes. You can get those books uh, from the library. So she doesn't get mm-hmm. money that way. You can yep. also order second hands. I encourage everybody to, to do that. Yes, because definitely. Because then she doesn't she, get anything. Yeah, she's a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's <laughs> That's a... That's all we need yeah. to about that. We don't need to give exactly. her any more headspace. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um. So you identify as non-binary. Yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and um, I, I think I, I've mentioned this with different guests before that mm-hmm. uh, don't identify with any specific gender. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a meme, I'm sure you've probably seen it. And it says what average people think uh, trans GNC, right? Uh, um, transgenc needs are and it was a pie chart and it was 50 percent bathroom 50 percent pronouns and then underneath is these are the actual the actual concerns and issues that are facing people who are trans and gnc mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> number one it, it is having the space for people to say yes those things are not bathrooms, but <laughs> but being valued and recognized as a human and not being basically being told that you are wrong or there's only two genders. Um, right. Deny, trying to deny your existence, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> how, <laughs> how, how does, does that happen to you do you frequently get misgendered um I mean if I do it's completely on accident it's a slip of the tongue people around me 100% know that I'm non-binary my pronouns are strictly they them and they immediately catch themselves if they're like she oh fuck sorry they apologize and we move on but they know they know me as someone who's not gonna jump down their throat about it Mm -hmm. like I'm very I'm very like Waxed about it unless it's somebody I've known for like right. years and they still slip I'll look at them and be like yo I'm not gonna fucking say it again <laughs> like right. you know you've known me for how long you shouldn't be messing up now like I'm I just get very I get very 
like I get, I do get brutal with some of my friends who I've known for a while. If I hear them slip up once, I go, what the f no, <laughs> I'm like, absolutely not. So, and I, obviously people, people make mistakes. So, I mean, but also people do know me as someone who's not going to like berate them or jump down their throat if they do mess up. So like someone will, someone like I'm, I'm currently an uh, example, like I'm, I'm currently in a drag show. Woohoo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will after. I will after. Um, oh, but, wait. Uh, what? You know what? I tend to diverge a lot too. So we're probably going to be doing a lot. Oh, all good. <laughs> <laughs> all good. I do that as well. Um, but yeah, like uh, my, uh, the choreographer who is like a very, very dear friend of mine, she's amazing. Like she slipped up like once or twice and she'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. I love you. It's fine. You apologize. And she's just, she's super sweet about it. And she, and she understands. So, but I mean, it honestly, other than that, I mean, I get misgendered at work just cause I mm -hmm. haven't said anything at work and that's just to protect myself. Just mm -hmm. cause, you know, I don't fully know. I don't fully know about the people I work with, but I mean, it's whatever. They know, they know Rory's not my legal name. So they may think something's up with that, but they don't ask, which is fine. They don't right. have to. Right. Yeah. And I'm so used to hearing, you know, she and her because my parents still do that. So like, but I'm not, but I don't ask them to use my, my pronouns. I don't ask them to call me Rory. Just because I know it's a, I know it's a difficult thing for them, and eventually someday maybe we'll get there. But I am, yeah. I am very patient with them because yeah. I know it's been, uh, it hasn't been the easiest with them on this uh, gender journey of mine. So, but my mom, my mom has has my mom has been trying as best as she can, and I know my dad kind of struggles with it. But again, I don't ask them, I don't ask anything of them. I don't ask them to call me Rory. Don't ask them to use they, them. I don't even ask them to understand right now because really I haven't, I haven't really like had like the solid conversation of non-binary to them just yet, right. but they know, but you know, they see me when I go visit them. They know that one day I'm in a dress, the next day I'm in a baggy t-shirt, shorts and shoes, like a little more masculine. So it's like they, they see it, mm -hmm. but whether they choose to acknowledge it, I don't know, but right. But again, I'm like, I'm very, very patient with them. It's, it does not bother me when I'm with them and I hear, you know, I hear my name or I hear she, her, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me anymore. And it doesn't affect me because I know deep down that I am who I am and I'm Rory and my pronouns are they, them. So it doesn't bother me. So It sounds like you are... I think the other misconception too, I work in HIV prevention. Mm -hmm. And so it, 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 it's a conversation about who you are as a person that takes time. It's not mm -hmm. like the first thing you decide to do is like, all right, I have to sit my parents down like a TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different for everybody. And yeah. being a non-binary person, your journey is not going to be the same as somebody else who's your age and also identifies as non-binary, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of, it, it bothers me that the, the constructs of our society are like, you, <laughs> we paint everybody with a broad paintbrush. Mm -hmm. 
And that I don't it, it's I know. it that pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember I read to you like what I said about being non-binary and my whole mm. shtick is your however you perceive me, your incorrect perception about me is not my issue because right. that's not what I am. That's not who I am. And you are literally no one to tell me otherwise. <laughs> so it's like you can go You're ahead, the- you can go you you can go ahead. You can misgender me all you want. You can say, "Oh, there's only two genders." Blah blah blah. Like you can, you can say that all you want. It's literally not going to do anything. It's not right. It doesn't it, affect you. No, it's it's literally you just wasting your precious precious breath, and I'm sitting back laughing to myself <laughs> because it's a waste. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't it just doesn't bother me anymore. It used to, but. That was before I came to terms with, you know, my femininity and my masculinity coexisting whenever I wanted them to. So, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a- and, and who knows? I mean, people grow and change all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. at your core, your fundamental core, that doesn't change. But, yeah. you know, other, other things. So yeah. as I've gotten older, I've become more of a cranky feminist. And I'm, I'm embracing yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should all be pissed off more. I think so. I think so. <laughs> so, drag show. I want to hear yes. about that. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, so, it's my first time uh, performing in a drag show. Um, but in my past, I have done uh, I cosplay oh. as well. Uh, yeah. Do you sew? I do. I do so. Yes. Oh, you are a Renaissance person, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. So yes, I I I uh, I've been cosplaying. Gosh, since like 2013. Um, Before it I, was um, mainstream. Not that uh, there's oh, anything wrong with. <laughs> oh God, no. I mean, it was. It's. I mean, it's been. It's been mainstream. I mean, yeah, okay. it's been mainstream for a while. But like 2013 was around the time I got into it because. That was when I went to college and I started yeah. to hang out with people who were super into like anime and stuff. And I was too, but then I got like really into it with my friends and stuff. And then they introduced me to cosplay and I was like, wow, I've always wanted to do that. But I never like saw a character and was like, I want to dress up as that person. Yeah. <laughs> so then they got me into like all these different animes and my God, at one point, I think I owned like 50 wigs. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's my dream. <laughs> I have since downsized a lot. Um, I can fit them all into one box now just because I had no use for them anymore. Right. Um, and I still have I still have the majority of my cosplays. They're sitting in suitcases in my basement here. Because um, wow. I, w- I could never I could never toss any of them. That's just like so no. much money and time with some of them. And I'm like, even if I stop cosplaying, yeah, even if I stop cosplaying, I'm like, I'm going to keep them. What if I have kids and my child gets into cosplay? Right. Or, or just as a reminder, it's like, wow, look how fucking cool I was. Right. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I still, I still plan to be that cool when I'm like 80, but you know. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm definitely going to be one of those old ladies that has purple hair and is still wearing. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do this. I'll do this hairstyle. I'll dye my hair again. This half tone. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I mostly, so even when 
like before I was like going through my gender journey, uh, when I still identified, you know, as a female, she, her, I only wanted to cosplay male characters. It was just a thing that I was drawn to, mostly Uh because in the majority of anime, the protagonists are male and they're the most relatable. They make them the most relatable. And when you look at the majority of anime, a lot of the female characters are half naked and they really don't have a lot of pull in the story. (laughs) Right, right. It's that weird, white, gigantic eyes, huge tits. Gigantic Pencil thin. Yeah, (laughs) cinched. cinched and snatched waist like huge tits I'm like absolutely not yeah people don't look that way people don't have a little itty bitty tiny feet and a tiny tiny waist and like triple h size tits that's not physically possible (laughs) have you have you I, I swear to god I will never be more in awe seeing a female anime character dodge a bullet through her tits. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fantastic. In slow motion too. It was great. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was, it, so yeah, it was only men that I wanted to cosplay because they were the most interesting. And it was, I think that kind of like, it definitely made me question certain things. Cause like when I would put on like the binder I had and like did like the makeup and whatever, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? I kind of like the way I look. Like, it I'm felt pretty, right. This looks, yeah, it felt good. I was like, I like my chest this flat. This is nice. Like, I like how, and I would wear like these nice, these nice, like if I had like a casual cosplay on, like I had the mm. wig on, but like my friends and I would do casual. We'd find like shirts and jackets, the color of like the, ah. cos- the original cosplay and yeah. like shoes to match and stuff. And we just wear the wig and the makeup. And I would do that. And I remember I had like this cool blonde wig on. It was like a very realistic blonde wig. And it was very like short and it was kind of like spiked in the front a little bit. It was like flipped up a little bit. And I I know exactly what that looks like. (laughs) (laughs) I had a, I had like a nice, like not tight, but it was a very slim fit t-shirt. My chest Mm -hmm. was flat. I had these nice, these really cool shorts on and like these tennis shoes. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, this looks fucking hot. <laughs> like, this, looks, this, this looks nice. I'm like, okay, I, I like the way I look as a guy. This is cool. And then I just kind of slowly started to dress like that a little more. Like I started to dress more neutral, just like a t-shirt, mm-hmm. jeans and tennis shoes and like maybe like a little more loose shirt. So like I wasn't wearing a binder, but like, you know, you really still couldn't like see that I had itty bitty titties, but like, <laughs> but <laughs> But then like, you know, I would go to class like that and whatever. I'd walk around and I'm like, I kind of like this. This feels comfy. So yeah, that, uh, that kind of started my gender journey. But I guess this kind of segues into the drag show that I've never, I've never done drag, but like I've, I've dressed up as men, you know, throughout, throughout my life. Right. But I've, never perf- I've never performed. So mm-hmm. like back in like February or something, a good friend of mine uh, who I've done shows with at Schenectady Light Opera Company, which mm-hmm. is my community theater here, which is what the I drag show, that. it's what the drag show is being presented through. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long I have to check that out? I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a 10 minute drive from where I live, so. <laughs> I know, it's sold out though. <laughs> it's sold out. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we sold out in like two, three weeks. Oh, but, shit. 
I know it's like, it's like the first thing that people are going to be seeing in, at Slock after COVID hit. So people are like, oh I want to see a show. And it's so. going to be so joyful. It is. And, it and loud is. and sexy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Everybody, we, we like kind of did like a speed run through of people's numbers the last time we had rehearsal. And oh, my God, everybody's so good. I'm like, I'm the only king in the show so the rest are queens and they're all fantastic uh so yeah it's been it's been fun it's been a lot of fun what's Um, gonna be the name of the piece or show uh it's let's have a kiki (laughs) it was one of those things where i saw it i was like i can come back to this later and get tickets and yeah my 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 friend did that too (laughs) she texted me the other day she goes I wasn't able to get tickets I'm like Alex I told you about this like two weeks ago but I love you Alex if you're listening I love you I'm not mad at you (laughs) I promise (laughs) I promise (laughs) um but yeah I guess she was like waiting on other friends to respond to her and I'm like oh so it's their fault (laughs) how dare I I think Um, there there are several things that you can do by yourself uh concerts movies and drag shows. If you go to a drag show by yourself, you're going to make a million best friends by the end of the evening. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, he like video messaged me back in like the beginning of the year. And he's like, I have a question for you. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so they told, he told me they were putting together like a whole pride event and they were going to do a drag show. And he asked me if I want to be a part of it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh. So yeah, so we've been rehearsing. We have, we've had like three or four rehearsals, I believe. We have one more uh, this Sunday and then it goes up on Friday next week. So huh? it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. I'm, uh, I'm doing two, I think everybody's doing two numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you, even if you like can't go, people are going to be like recording it and like posting it like all over God's creation. So you'll be able to see like, snippets of it and stuff so that's I I, uh, I, I kind of figured that people would well we don't have periscope anymore but I'm sure people will be live streaming it all uh, over the place on, honestly someone someone might yeah I mean I asked I asked like the last rehearsal and I'm like so what's like the audience etiquette for this because you know it's a it's like mm. the first thing I had slock since COVID ended and Daryl's like oh I mean it, people can they can clap, they can whoop, they can cheer us on, they can record, like, it's a drag show. So we're going to be putting it on as a drag show. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> so like, you know, because you want, because a drag show is obviously high energy, and you want your audience to be high energy, because the more energy yeah. they put out, the more you're going to put out. So, Reciprical. you know, it's, yeah, so I'm like, oh, great. So the whole room is just going to be a freaking party. I'm, I'm into it. Fantastic. <laughs> So. I, I, I adore the people at Slock. I think mm. it's amazing that they they really tap into what people are thinking and wanting to see. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. they've done so many different types of productions. And I feel like a lot of different people have been represented and they are very supportive of the LGBTQ community. And oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I would hope so. They're are many of us who are a part of Slack who are in the community. So it's like, you, you would hope so, but yeah. <laughs> no, they do. They, they, uh, they really, really tap. They also very, very much tapped into um, like, we have a whole diversity team now and they're doing a fantastic job and it's been, it's been great. 
for like the past year, I believe, like a little, like a little over a year now. It's been great. Um, uh, it's a, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm so sorry. My did the cat do something. Oh my, how did you do that? So I have string lights hanging in my living room and somehow he knocked half of them down. I don't, I'm not even gonna, you know what? You won that one. I'm going to let you do your thing. But if you get electrocuted, I'm not, I'm not responsible. (laughs) That's on you. That's on you. Oh my God. This child. All right. (laughs) He can, he can, he's fine. (laughs) Um, so as I was saying, uh, (laughs) They've been doing a fantastic job with that. And I feel like a lot, a lot of people are like more excited and we're getting ready for our new season because we're bringing it back, which is great. Um, and, you know, we, uh, they definitely stuck to choosing shows that have like, you know, smaller casts because you want to be safe during COVID. Yeah. So the first show we're doing is Ordinary Days. I'm and uh, that one. yeah, I didn't hear, I haven't heard about it either until now. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're doing that, which I'm the costume designer for that. So that's fun. My goodness, Rory, do you want to sleep? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the last show I did was Adam's Family at Slock. Oh. Uh, 2019. And I was the costume designer and I played the Puritan ancestor. And it was fantastic. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was God. so cool. Uh, Morticia yeah. Adams is mm-hmm. one of my style icons. Mm, well I, then i i gotta like send you a picture of what i did for her then <laughs> yeah absolutely oh my yeah. god please do i will anything wrong with I, pugsley too like i dressed like pugsley when i was in college i would shop in the men's then, section oh, at, I, yep. uh, yeah absolutely uh, i'm a little older but <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it's just like I don't yeah 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 I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) I took I I took a lot of obviously my director who was who's also a very very good friend of mine he gave me just complete creative freedom he's like do what you feel is best do what you do what comes to your mind I chose you I chose you for this position for a reason because I know you're a cosplayer you sew and it's your shtick so just go (laughs) for it and I'm like okay and out of all, out of all the suits I've ever seen anyone who played Gomez, like movie or in musicals, mm-hmm. wear was um, the, suit. the actor. Suit. Yeah, the actor yeah. Uh, Raúl something. Julia. Played him in the yes. Love he him. wore a purple pinstripe suit at one yeah. point, and in any theatrical performance of Adam's Family I've ever seen, like looking up pictures, I have seen. I saw absolutely no one do a pinstripe suit. It was always like the gray or whatever. Oh, really? And I'm like, and I'm like, well, that's bull. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I gave, I gave, uh, I had my Nona, my Nona helped me at the time when she was still living here. Oh. Uh, she's in, she's in Florida with my parents now, but <laughs> I had oh, her help me because i would never, she's a seamstress, like a professional wow. seamstress. Um, I've never made a suit in my life. So I was like, hey, Nona, can you uh, help me with this? She made the thing in like two days. Because <laughs> oh, she's just that good. She's magical. <laughs> she is. She's <laughs> magical. Absolutely. But she made a, f- 
full purple pinstripe suit. I custom oh made God. it. I custom made it on Joanne Fabric website and bought like six yards of it. <laughs> was the jacket lined on the inside? Did it have lining? It, it did not because you never actually saw the inside of it. It was buttoned oh, right. up like the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but I gave him a purple tie. Mm. I gave uh, <laughs> he brought the actor who played Gomez just already had these purple art purple argyle socks, and I'm like, bring them, wear them. <laughs> perfection <laughs> and I gave him a spider a big spider brooch and I painted its abdomen purple so he was very very oh, purple oh my god that is yeah, dreamy thank you <laughs> thank I'm you I'm terrible <laughs> <laughs> I write brain and my hands don't they're enemies uh, <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot as well don't worry <laughs> I re- my uh, a very my my good friend that I lived with we mm-hmm. got to be good friends. I live with in college. Um, she was a design major or a, an art major, mm-hmm. and she would pick mm-hmm. on me all the time. We decided to do like anti Valentine's Day hearts, and nice. she picked on me forever because with the scissors trying to do circular, yeah. rounded corners, and she she goes, "You've made digital hearts. These are very square." <laughs> But I got my revenge because that is now the insignia at CVS Pharmacy. Exactly. You are correct. <laughs> you won. I got you the last one. Mm-hmm. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I do do collage too. So yeah. but I feel like I feel like collage is supposed to be messy and Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Uh but yeah, so that whole experience was fantastic. Uh, I got to design 18 costumes. And I think the oh, I think the wow. most I think the like the most enjoyable part of it was the ancestors. Cause my our director, he had so our version of Adam's family was like completely different from the original Broadway and like any other version of it. Completely. Mm-hmm. 100% different he had so normally in like the original show the ancestors just come on for group numbers or like character right. numbers and they leave you're like part. never you never see yeah. them again he had right. us incorporated into the story oh wow that's and, so cool yeah so like he kind there's eight ancestors and he, in the beginning when fester doesn't let them go back into the grave because he's like no you guys have to stay and help wednesday and lucas fall in love and get together Half of them are happy go lucky, let's let's do this. And the other half of us are pissed because <laughs> we're like, <laughs> no, I want to go back and die, please. And <laughs> he won't he won't let us. So four of us end up end up being all like like uh, uh, mean. Basically, we're just mean throughout the whole thing. And we're in, we end up influencing a lot of what the characters do throughout the show. Like a lot of the characters just do things without like, <laughs> there's like weird notes in, right. in the in the script. And it's like, well, why do they do that? What made them do that? What's the motivation? So like, we're, we're gonna add an ancestor there. And we're gonna make them influence this action. So, and it worked, which people, like people understood what was happening. And he gave, we all had backstories. We were tied to some of the main characters. Oh, wow. We had- the we had an ancestor who was a victorian we made her lurch's wife wow and they had like a whole thing throughout it uh we had a soldier ancestor who was once 
grandma Adams's lover and they had a whole thing throughout. It was just, it was a masterpiece. It was beautiful. And everyone who left there was like, I never want to see another version of Adam's family ever again. <laughs> that was oh. incredible. So it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And like all he, he ended up explaining to all of us, like at the read through or something. And by the end of it, we were like, Oh, oh God, I'm like crying. We're like, Jesus. Okay. He's like, yeah, I made it sad. Because <laughs> like, ah. like at the end of the original, like nothing really happens. Like, yay, they right. get together and then they sing the last song. But like, right. it's about the song is called move toward the darkness. But it's like, what does that mean? They're just standing there singing this song. And it's like, what does that actually mean? So at the end, everyone like we make ourselves known and everyone sees the ancestors and we're allowed to go back into the crypt and we end up like seeing people and like some people say bye grandma and the soldier have a moment I gave I gave her I gave her dog tags at the end when she sees them she gives them back to the soldier and she's like I can't kind of they have a moment with like he wants her to come with her but she can't because she has to stay behind and like look after Pugsley and the family and stuff and like the Victorian woman takes takes Lurch in like oh. Lurch, Lurch goes Lurch goes with them like Lurch dies oh. kind of thing. It's R.I.P. Like, Lurch. I know, I know, but like I'm not explaining it very well because there's like a there's no, like a no, whole no, deeper there's like a whole deeper thing as to why it's almost he, a little bit like that. It's a little our town feel to it. Really? Yeah, I, I think. Huh. Um, but except better and more edgy and. I yes. hate our town. Um, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, I get where, where Wilder was going with it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess. Yeah. He's but, just very puritanical and boring and square. Yes. Um, but I, the, I guess uh, what I was trying to say before is that the most fun I had with the costumes was doing the ancestors because his vision for the ancestors in the like in the original, they're just like they all wear white and they're painted white. They're ghosts. In the original. Oh. See, but, I, I I automatically go to pilgrims. Oh <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Like I kind of I was I was that one, but like they were they have different ones. They have like you know the Puritan, the clown, the bride, the this. They have like names. They're di- from different uh, eras. I was Adams, just going to say that they're not all yeah. pilgrims because yeah, no, they're Adams. People have died since then. Yes, yes. <laughs> Adams from different generations. Um, and in, you know, in the original, all they do is put, stick them in white and like paint their faces hollow and they're all white, like ghosts right. kind of thing, like spirits. Yeah. In James's version, we look like we literally just crawled out of the ground. Oh, <laughs> like wow. we're basically like decaying zombies. <gasps> so we, so uh, we have, which means on us you see how we died oh wow yeah (laughs) um like there was a flapper ancestor she had bullet holes because she got shot up with an ak-47 or m16 she was a gangster mall m16 m16 not ak-47 that's for that's fresh in my mind (laughs) jesus um yeah she got shot up with an m16 so she had bullet holes. One was the Victorian was sliced by a guillotine. So she had a giant slice over her neck mm-hmm. with like blood running down her chest. 
Um, it sounds very Tim Burton. It was very Tim Burton. Yes, it definitely. You could say that definitely. Um, but what I got to do was I got to order pieces for costumes and put them together. And then I got to absolutely destroy them. <laughs> oh, that sounds so freeing. <laughs> yeah, I had I had an assistant and uh, he and I set up half of the costumes in my garage and <laughs> we used paint, gouache, wine, coffee grinds, uh, ashes oh, wow. from my pellet ashes from my pellet stove, uh, actual dirt. <laughs> like you we went just to fucking town on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> that took, sounds we amazing. took knives. We took knives to them, scissors. Oh my God. I I my character specifically burned at the stake. I took a I torch to my costume. You, you were yeah. probably a witch. So you had scorch marks all over you, right? Well, so we got to we got to do background stories for our characters and uh, I got burned at the stake because I was born a woman, but I wanted to be a man. Aww. So I was actually I was actually a man. So nice. I got burned for that. <laughs> I got burned Fucking for Puritans. That. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Puritans. <laughs> Fucking colonizers. Mm. Um <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I took a literal torch to my costume and like I had, I had burn holes and everything. And like, that I had like a amazing. scarf around my waist that was red, uh-huh. but it had like black scorch marks all over it. And I put gelatin uh-huh. on my face to make it look like my face was melting. <laughs> like, uh-huh. So yeah. instead of like black burn marks, you were more like uh, wax museum. I was more like my, it was, it was more like my face was like dripping on one side and I had like holes in my face from the gelatin Sounds- and like. Like, everywhere I had like big holes in my costume, I put uh, black charcoal and fake blood to make it look like I was scorched on my arms. So yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> the choice. The choice like This sounds like the best time ever. <laughs> it was. It honestly is probably the most fun I've ever had doing a show. And before that, it was when we did Cabaret back in 2017. That was probably, that was probably also the most fun I had in a show. That's one of my absolute favorites. It was fantastic. (laughs) And it was a lot of fun. Um, But I mean, Adam's family was just so different because not only was I in the show, I had like a part in making the show, like making the costumes. Like that was like my baby for like a few months, just working and sketching things out buying materials sitting in my dining room with my mom also helping me oh and like it was yeah it was it was a group effort it was me my mom my nona and my assistant (laughs) and it was just amazing for me and this is just because I wear every emotion always when when I plan something big and then it's over I always get immediately depressed afterwards because I'm like oh yeah I don't yeah it's over and Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh. I, don't, I don't know. That oh, finale there was, there was, hurts. There, there was plenty of there was plenty of that. Um, last show, last performance. Uh, someone who I had a lot of like stage time with. We kind of like became like character buddies. Uh-huh. Um, he played the clown, and he was fucking <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I gave him, I gave him that costume, and he put it on, and he just became the clown and it was insane (laughs) he was he was he but that was that was the thing about everybody when when we had photo shoot night 
I don't think like the, the show came to life most like it was coming to life at, during the process but like once everybody like had their costumes and put them on that's when they like got the feeling of all right yeah yeah we can fucking do this this is fucking great everyone just like everyone once they put on those costumes they just owned the characters they were fantastic <laughs> everyone was just so so good and so respectful with the costumes and it was amazing but <laughs> so backtracking last performance we're singing the end of move toward the darkness <laughs> and he and i are breaking down mid song and we can't stop crying <laughs> we get the ancestors have like the last few notes where we just sing oh, the wow. word we sing the word love mm-hmm. a few times as we fade into the crypt and the doors yeah. close we couldn't even oh. say the words we were like oh <laughs> we're fucking crying and the second the doors closed he and i just turned to each other and grabbed each other and just a bear hug and we start sobbing oh. <laughs> it was like oh so and everybody i'm pretty sure everybody on that stage was just bawling their eyes out oh my god it was just because we created something so special on that stage because even even the cast everybody was so wonderful and so much fun and they all just went with it the one thing my director always like appreciated was like i presented this idea to you guys this convoluted crazy adams family idea to you guys <laughs> and you just took it and we're like yeah like yeah we can do that totally let's do it and you're just like oh okay <laughs> i'm like yeah of course it's badass it's so good so it was it was wonderful and i'm Oh, I just, oh, that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that a lot of things closed and things got really, really dark after COVID hit, but I will say, I'm glad that that was my last experience for a while. I'm you glad that I went on a goddamn high. Yes, <laughs> we all, I feel that we all did. Oh, went, sure. out, yes. went out on a high. I think I do believe, I do believe there was a few of at least one or two people who were in the next show, which that was their, that was like their last thing. It was a great show. They did nine to five, which was also oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Also fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I was glad that that show was the last one for a while. I hope they but, uh, bring, bring back kiss of the spider woman as I recently become oh, obsessed with that. Do you know the story? Oh, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that. Um, there's a movie. And mm-hmm. then there's the uh, musical. Um, mm. And the movie has got Raul Julia. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you can rent it on Amazon Prime for like three bucks or something like that. Absolutely. Um, uh, but the it, it's about political prisoners in, I want to say Brazil, but I mm-hmm. could be wrong. And the one of the leads is a trans, well, you know what? I'm not going to say trans woman. I almost feel like the the main character is actually uh non-binary since they mm. kind of straddle the line of male and female so but it's it's very okay. very moving okay so i just looked it up and it's <laughs> the first line says in a prison cell somewhere in latin america yeah <laughs> it's not even it's not even specific <laughs> oh right <my> okay. <laughs> that's fine i guess um, it says two very different men warily confront each other, 
Molina is first seen wrapping his head in a towel in the shape of a turban while Valentin, bearded and classically macho in appearance, watches with a mixture of fascination and revulsion. Yeah. During the time spent together, the two men come to understand and respect each other. Uh, interesting. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I think I get it. I think I get the gist. I'm okay. surprised she keeps throwing the word man around because... Hmm. Molina doesn't really identify either way. In the book, right, right. In the book, he's a trans. She's a trans woman. So. Right. Is that the naughty kitty? This is my. It's it. This is for my plants. This little spray bottle. But he's <laughs> doing something I don't want him doing. So <laughs> spritz, spritz, little guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a kitten. Well, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe a, this, Rory. But it's been an hour. Wow, has it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You were amazing. <laughs> and I adore you. And I just <laughs> I love that you want to take your art and share it with the entire world because god damn it, you have so many ideas. And <laughs> I you. really enjoyed this so so much. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Um, do you have, <laughs> do you have a place where people can look at your costuming, cosplay? Uh, art ideas um, any of your illustrations what have you I have two Instagrams that they can do that um, I have my my book binding Instagram and then I also have my illustration Instagram that I'm just Wonderful. starting to use again and I will be posting more on it I am shit at drawing every single day but I'm trying to get back into it so <laughs> expect more I'm working on another one tonight so stay tuned <laughs> I will put that in the show notes so people can see <laughs> your brilliant artistry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's not much on the one. But I mean, thank you so much. So, what's the book binding one for the folks? Out My there? book binding one is Blackbird Binding. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then my illustration one is Rory Draws, but it's Draws with a Z simple and straightforward yeah. says what it says on the tin <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um again i thank you uh and to everyone out there please like rate and review feedback makes the show so so much better and you can email me at birdsandbeastpod at gmail.com if you have a story to tell if you'd like to share your experience whatever that may be please again birdsandbeastpod at gmail.com be kind to yourself. I really mean that. Oh, and also too, you can follow my professional Instagram at Birds and Beast Pod. Kept it simple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will see you again out in the community. And don't forget the Schenectady County Public Library book sale is on Saturday. <laughs> Have a great yes. evening. Yes, I keep seeing signs for that. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much. Anytime. Take care, Rory. You too. Bye. Bye.